Hello and welcome back. This is The Current Conservative. I'm Allie. I'm Sunny. <laughs> and we're happy to be back with you guys today. Um, clearly, there's a lot of stuff happening in the world. Um, and so the world is on fire. Literally. So Sunny and I just wanted to kind of run through some things and give our opinion well, and kind of go through what we've been um, thinking about and mulling through and processing and all of that kind of stuff. So I guess um, I guess a good point to start would be like, I mean, I think maybe you've spoken about your background, Sunny, um, being Jewish and just having a relationship um, with the country of Israel and having family out there and everything. So I don't know if you just want to kind of give a a brief like rundown about what you've heard going on over there from your friends and just your overall thoughts and feelings. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely personal for sure. And I think, I don't know, I just, I try to pride myself on always asking those questions and uh, addressing things that I think are, you know, questionable or just suspicious or don't make sense to me. I think, you know, it's like always what is the logical answer? And we already know from everything that we see in America, it's just like the propaganda, the fog of war is very thick. And so you have to be really discerning. Um, but yeah, I, 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 am Jew- <laughs> I am Jewish. I've spent time in the Holy Land, which is a beautiful place filled with lots of diverse people from many different backgrounds that all live, for the most part, 99% of the time, harmoniously and unified and enjoy the modern you know, luxuries of Israel and the beautiful place that it is. Um, and it's just such a it's just it's just so sad. It's always been something that makes me really sad that there's so much conflict in this area that you know people who are honestly cousins like we come from the same you know uh roots we come from the same history that uh we can cannot seem to find common ground or find peace and uh I don't you know I don't really know I know just as much as the next person like what's going on. you know what I mean like everything is just so confusing, and I feel like there are serious problems going on and I, but it's, it's so hard to tell because like, you know, we've talked about before how we feel about like the Israeli government and like certain policies that they've made. And, um, like for example, the vaccine, like everybody there is vaccinated and I obviously don't agree with that. And so I have many questions about like why they did that. Like, what does that mean? But, um, in terms of the land, I mean, our, you know, which Ali and I like we're talking about before is just like the roots of this land and like the history, the genealogy goes back 3,500 years, you know, like this Mm -hmm. is such a root, this is such a a deep rooted conflict. And, um, I, we were saying like, you really cannot fully understand the story and what's going on if you, if you haven't read the Bible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and, and then just, just like, I do have family there, but you know, everyone's safe and stuff, but it's just like, you really don't, you really don't know. We don't know the truth. And yeah. I think, you know, as in everything, like it, it's really hard to have that detachment, especially when it becomes personal for you. But I do think that this is starting to wake a lot of people up. So, yeah. 
just something quick. Um, you know, you're talking about the root of it. And I, you know, over the past several days, there's been, you know, so much posting and the, the typical, like when the thing is in, you know, like everyone feels like they have to like do a obligation to like post about it. Um, and it's always like those times are just kind of when people show their ignorance in some ways, because when people are, are trying to share like about the history of the conflict in Palestine with Palestine and the Gaza Strip and Israel and the statehood and everything, everyone just goes back to 1948 that, you know, Israel became a country. Bloop, bloop. We can, and it's yeah. just like, it's like what? well, wait a minute. Like, you actually have to, like you said, go back right. several thousand years and <laughs> look into what the Bible says. Um, because as we know, yeah, the Jews are God's chosen people. He is the, the, yeah, the Jews and are the people. And we should say like Israelites too, because they weren't uh-huh. even Jews. Like, yeah. There's just so much people don't understand like the story. It's so the deep, frustrating. The deep, deep yeah. history. Yeah. I mean, the Israelites were the people that God chose to show his character and himself to. Um, and as we all know, the story of, you know, Moses taking them out of Egypt um, because <clears throat> they became slaves in a different way you know, land than what they were originally because of Joseph's brothers selling him into slavery. And then they went and caught up with him years later. And he was like super high up in the Egyptian government. Um, And his brothers were like, yo, we're good here. And so they like settled in Egypt, became slaves. The Israelites became slaves. And then Moses took them out. God was guiding them to the Holy Land, but they were so disobedient and turned their back on God so many times mm-hmm. throughout, you know, false idol worship and disobedience and not listening and trying to do it their own way. And which is really like a mirror for people to see themselves like in current day, like when they're disobedient to God, their lives kind of just spiral into chaos. Um, but yeah, the Israelites were then left in the desert for 40 years because of their disobedience. And Moses himself was not even allowed to go into the Holy Land because of his disobedience and pride. And then, you know, after several hundred years, more several hundred years, Joshua came and took down the city of Jericho and they were able to settle in their land of Israel. And just there's just an extensive history here. And then you fast forward another six or 700 years and uh, uh, Israel's captured by Babylon, the Babylonian empire. And since then, Israel has not had a statehood until 1948. So people can't just like skip over. Yeah. Yeah, And that's also fulfilled prophecy that they would be scattered. Right. The diaspora. Yeah. Um, so all that said, I just find it very interesting that people just want to start at 1948 and <laughs> <laughs> something that but also was, it's like it doesn't that doesn't even make sense because it's like, well, like the whole reason that, you know, they were given a statehood was because, well, obviously after World War Two and all of that, which mm-hmm. had happened in the Holocaust, but like they were they had been scattered from the homeland so it's like why were they scattered like you mm-hmm. can't just start in the middle of the story, you know, yeah, plus like if you know, there's 
as people start to wake up in this, you know, the great awakening, like what we're dealing with, the spiritual war, like you see so many really questionable uh, elements to Israel becoming a, a country and mm-hmm. just everything that goes on. And I, that's, that's really what I hope is that people, you know, you get really emotional and you get wrapped up into the, like the sensationalism of, of, of war. And like we were saying that like back then in the ancient times, like people just, there were warring tribes and warring nations. Like, oh, like there's a tribe literally attacking us. Like we have to fight them, you know, but mm-hmm. now it's like, oh, foreign wars and stuff. But I think that the best part about this, if there can be a best part, is that we are waking up to find out all of these things that have been revealed. I mean, have been concealed to the 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 population, the people, the, the citizens, humanity. You know, mm-hmm. there are powers that be that have very evil, nefarious intentions. And it's all biblical prophecy. Like this is all playing out in real time. And that is why this particular conflict is so important to, you know, obviously keep an eye on. And it would be hard not to because it's it's unfolding as we speak, but also yeah. just to like really pay attention to what's going on because this goes back to literally Bible. Noah and the flood. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. it's just wild. It's yeah. just wild. And yeah. And I Do think you- people really try to minimize the situation like, oh, like, you know, like free Palestine or pro-Israel or whatever it is. And it's yeah. like there's so much more to the story. Yeah. So speaking of that story, off. <laughs> what we're really talking about is, uh, you know, again, back to the Old Testament. And I'm like, I am on one this year of like, if you have not read the Old Testament, like, what is you doing? <laughs> because it's like, it's such like this, like, amazing thing where when you read the Old Testament that was written thousands of years ago, things today make sense. And it mm-hmm. gives you clarity and it, that's just, that's just the authority of the Bible. It, it literally clears things up for you to understand. And what we're really talking about is, um, after the flood, you know, mm-hmm. um, Noah's sons populated the earth and then Abraham was one of Noah's sons, I guess. Um, he's a descendant of Noah. Yeah. A descendant of Noah. Um, and then Abraham had a bastard son with his, uh, you know, housewife, housemaid or whatever. Um, and I think that was, her name was Gomer or Hagar. I should probably know this. I think it's, yeah, Hagar. That's what it is. Ha- yeah, Hagar. Hagar. Um, because his wife couldn't conceive. And so they had a son and they named him Ishmael. And then very soon thereafter, Abraham's wife, Sarah, conceived Isaac. And isn't was- that crazy? Isn't that crazy? Yeah. That she couldn't have, she was infertile. She couldn't have a son for years and years and years. And so, so she disobeyed like, okay, God I have to populate. Yes. And well, I mean, they both, well, you're talking about Abraham, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's like, okay, well, um, have a son with my housemate or whatever. Yeah. You know, and <laughs> the mistress and, um, has a bastard son who then goes on to <laughs> wreak havoc on the world. <laughs> literally. and Literally. And then she does have a son. Yes. So it's like. And I then can't. that was Isaac who yeah. Abraham and Sarah had. And Isaac got the blessing and like God 
was like Ishmael's gonna like be freaking cursed because yeah. you guys had him like not out of the wedlock way. yeah yeah like you told Abraham to go sleep with your housewife like what the heck or housemate <laughs> um and so like again it just it's crazy to me that all this conflict comes down to again a disobedience against God yeah. mm-hmm. and then Ishmael goes on and creates so much trouble for the Israelites um and a lot of there's I don't know I personally haven't done like history or search on this but like Ishmael a lot of Ishmael's roots apparently are tied to the religion of Islam which clearly has really populated over like throughout the Middle East um right and so I that's think because kinda... he maybe I like I could be so wrong I'm gonna look it up right now but does mm-hmm. the line of Ishmael lead to the prophet Muhammad <clears throat> Potentially. What does Google say? We're having kind of like a live research (laughs) session this podcast. So hang in there, all you guys listening. Okay, yeah, I think that's what it is. All y'all are watching. Is Mohammed a descendant of Ishmael? Okay, um, here we go. Wait. Okay, wait. Continue. But, um, okay. So, yeah, and then also just to like clarify the. Um, Abraham is a descendant. So like Noah has three sons and it's Sham, Ham, and Japheth. And he is, Abraham is like Japheth, Japheth? eighth or whatever, eighth descendant of Shem. Oh, Shem. Okay. Yeah. Who is Noah's son. So yeah. Like ninth. Okay. Yeah. So Abraham was like, Abraham was Noah's like great, 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 great. Grandson or something like that. <laughs> Just to be like very clear. <laughs> Just to okay. great, 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 great grandfather Noah. Oh God, that was so loud. I'm so sorry. Okay, wait. So, um, Ishmael. Oh, sorry, Muhammad was a descendant of Ishmael. So yeah, that's what I'm looking up now. Which is yes, Ishmael is. There's like one, two, yeah. There's a lot. Like it goes. He's a yeah. So he's Ishmael. Well, I mean, Islam wasn't even. Sorry, Islam wasn't even um, established till like 600 years after Christ died. So uh, yeah, there would be several more generations for sure. Yep. So he's seven. Oh, is that right? No, wait. Yeah, I think seventh like generations away that's the word i was looking for seven generations okay. away from from ishmael yeah yeah so okay. that makes sense that i yes. mean it makes perfect sense yeah so there's that there's the root of that conflict <laughs> in case you're wondering nailed it um yeah. and so yeah i don't know i guess i guess it's kind of interesting to look into that by biblical context and history to really get to the root of things mm-hmm. um and then you know now we have this war that um on saturday the hamas obviously <laughs> went over the border into israel and has just wreaked havoc on many different cities and villages and how the death toll continues to rise and it's so tragic and and I don't know. I don't know when I, where I'm going with all of this, but I think I just want to like circle back around to the government of 1948 and the Belfort Declaration. Ooh, declaration. Do, mm-hmm. Can you speak on that? I mean, I think it was just like it was a letter that 
the I don't know who wrote it. I guess someone who was representing the Jewish people. Okay, I'm so like I should know this, but the Balfour Declaration, and they wrote it to Lord Rothschild, like because British had the land after the Ottoman Empire fell. Britain had or was in control of that whole land mass, and so they wrote a letter called the Balfour Declaration to Lord Rothschild, who. Um, during the first world world war uh-huh. announcing its support for the establishment of a national home for the Jewish people. And it does. Yeah. So, but it says it's a public statement. Oh, it says it's a public statement issued by the British government in 1917. Oh, I guess. So they like, I don't know. I don't get that. Um, then an Ottoman region with a small minority. So Jew. the British basically like were like, okay. Oh, from the UK's foreign secretary, Arthur Balfour, to Lord Rothschild, a leader of the British Jewish community. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. So the Rothschilds were very involved in forming the statehood, the current yes, statehood of Israel. <laughs> yes. And before so we started, was, what? It was sent to... Like it says for transmission, well, this is Wikipedia, but it says for transmission to the Zionist Federation of Great Britain and Ireland. Okay. Interesting. So, yeah. Well, before we started record, I was just talking about, you know, the fact that, you know, if you don't understand what the Old Testament says, like you're probably very lost right now. And um, I just was saying to Sunny, I think it's really interesting. There's, you know, several instances throughout the Old Testament where God does use like a pagan or an unbeliever and things like that to fulfill like his will. For example, he um, allowed King Cyrus of the Medo-Persian Empire to free the Babylonian, the Jewish um, exiles in, in the Babylonian Empire. But King Cyrus was like a pagan king, but he still used him to like set the right. Israelites free. Um and I just like I think that God has like this amazing way of using people that are seemingly like wicked and don't want to do his will. Um, he still like makes it happen. Right. Um, and so I was just personally like this week I was like struggling with the fact that the Rothschilds had something to do with like the statehood of Israel. Um but it was still like in the same name fulfilling prophecy. And I just, I find that to be like so fascinating about God and, you know, despite everything else going on in the world, like I think that we can still like rest and know that like God is doing something really great around the world. Um, Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. at the same time that that there's war, you know? Absolutely. And God is after all of our hearts, like no matter Mm -hmm. what, what you do, the door is always open, but it it's a choice that you have to make to know that despite everything, despite everything that you have done, that anybody has done, God is forgiveness and love. Like that's ultimately what it comes down to. And I think, yeah, it is a struggle to kind of like to conceptualize the idea that bad things happen for the greater good. But that truly is what it is because if you, if you do study, you know, the the history of humanity and the history of our people, because it includes like we can, we can all be ingratiated into God's love. And I think if you, if you do understand that story, then you know that 
Ali, you said it before that um, God never wanted evil to exist. God never wanted this on earth. He wanted a peaceful earth. But because of sin, because of brokenness, that's that carried out this whole timeline of events and sequence of events. But the ultimate ending is that God wins, that there is a victory because there is a purging of evil that has to take place. And the only way to purge evil is to actually is to purge it, to bring it out from concealment. And Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's like anything in life where, you know, you make a mistake, you learn the lesson. And if you don't recognize where you've messed up, then you continue to go down that path. And sometimes you have to repeat the lesson until you are are honest with yourself and not in denial about truth. Mm -hmm. Yeah, such a, such a fact right there. And, and it just, you can apply that to almost anything going on in the earth. It's like humans have this like brokenness about us that Mm -hmm. we are like truly unable to learn from our, our lessons until we come to the end of ourselves. And like, exactly. We, get to the root of the problem and many times that's God revealing it to us like the way that we need to change and those that have a relationship with God are able to have that like relationship with him where he like checks our heart you know Mm -hmm. King David wrote about that it's like look into my heart like search me and let me know Mm -hmm. what needs to change right um and when you ask that of God like he does not hesitate at all right even um, if it takes some time because it's it's about you coming to that acknowledgement coming to mm-hmm. that terms again, or to that like, term of like what you how you need to take a, like to take that action with god's hand on your life yep yeah and that recogn that recognition and it's like that is the thing it's like that's what makes humans that's that's what makes human beings what we are we have free will animals don't have that they have they are animal instinct you know they have the Mm -hmm. animal instinct but humans have free will which means you can literally choose to turn away from truth even even it doesn't make it false but it's like you are choosing to turn away and i think that's the most important thing is like having god is like having like you know like having clear vision Mm -hmm. but you have to choose that in order to follow in God's purpose. And I think a lot of people see like obedience to God's calling as like some somehow like a lack of freedom or, you know, it, it's restrictive in some way. But I think mm. that argument doesn't take into account the fact that there is good and evil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if we didn't have that free will, then it would be a lie to say that God is love because love does involve free will. It, it is a choice. Mm-hmm. Love is a choice. You know, I'm like, I'm getting married in a couple months and it's like, it's, we've been told, you know, when you like, you can choose to like not love your spouse, you know, mm-hmm. but every day you have to wake up and make that decision of like, I'm going to love this person. Um, totally. And so God, God takes that very seriously. Like he wants us to really like choose him and show him our trust and our loyalty to who he is and Mm -hmm. his law. Like, you know, in Christ, we are free from the law, but like we do have like, as Christians, like we have a set of like beliefs and like commandments to abide by. Mm -hmm. And, um, when we turn our backs on those or that we're unrepentant for our sin and that we protect our, our sin and we love it. 
then we are not we are not being obedient to God and mm-hmm. it it shows in our life like our life becomes chaotic and we allow the sin to just penetrate into all the different areas of our life and right. when we are when we don't repent um and I say repent like not ask for forgiveness I was raised like in the church and I was just always taught like ask for forgiveness but the old testament taught me like the importance of actual repentance and sh- like coming to God like coming to the throne and like having a sorrowful heart and like a heart of right, change you know about your actions yeah, yeah. Right. and it's not I, just about saying it it's about like how you actually take action for for choosing a different path yeah and 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 it's not by our own doing that we can change it's by the blood of Jesus the power of Christ that he gives us to walk away from sin and to shut it down in our lives um but I was going to say something else. You were saying like repentance and you learned that. Oh, oh, growing up in the church, I was just taught like ask for forgiveness. And it was in my heart as like a young girl. It was always just like, will you forgive me of this? Like, forgive me of my sins. And that was it. And it wasn't, I never like listed them off or said anything like directly. Like I lied to my mom please forgive me, God. Or like, I re- like right. I wish I would have learned to like, Jesus, I repent of my sins. Like, I do not want to be this way anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, help me change. I, right. there was something that like just in my childhood didn't click with me until I read the Old Testament and understood it and the importance of literally repenting and, and I don't know, the cleansing of that. The purification, yeah. The purification, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Um, and coming clean with God and like laying it all out in front of him of like, these are my struggles. Like, this is what I'm going through. And he just sees yeah. that with so much like, he sees Grace, that with beauty yeah. and yeah. just wants to be there. And like, it's never, there's no condemnation for those in Christ. So you're never chastised by God when you repent. Like, it's like, he wants that to right. all come and up. I, well, and it's just like, it. it's not it, it's not ironic actually it's very obvious that like that's how another way that the enemy like will interfere with that whole cycle because like of having that relationship with god cycle that's like the worst word but just like the having that relationship with god because like so many people have been hurt from all religion just the idea of religion that you have to be like you have to like do it a certain way and then if you're like doing something bad it means you're a horrible person like you're you know what i mean if you don't if you don't repent, like you're going to burn in hell. Like, you know what I mean? Like there's, there's all this like trauma surrounding it. And I think ultimately a lot of people are coming to see, like, it's about the relationship that you have with God and literally laying it all at his feet and being like, I, I need your strength. I need your help. Like there's, there's nothing that I can't control the circumstances, but I know that through what I'm experiencing, that you can give me the strength to 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 overcome despite everything that's like the world could be burning but like inside and I may feel some type of way about it but inside like I know that I that I overcome because like you're you don't want the worst for us like you want mm-hmm. the best for us and so you have yeah. to actually believe that you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying like you yeah. have to believe that otherwise Otherwise, yeah, you are lost in the world. You get taken into the temptations of the world and 
there's also this idea that like, oh, the world is so horrible and and the collective, you know, our society has truly fallen so far. But that is an accumulation of internal brokenness of each individual who is not able to see the error of their ways and look within and really understand like, okay, acknowledgement of like what broke me, like what was like what trauma, like healing going through that journey of of having a relationship with God and that that gets portrayed into the world that gets reflected into the world. I literally just read something in um, Proverbs that was like, each heart reflects another heart or mm. something like that. And it kind of reminded me of that. Let me see if I could find it really quick. It was from yeah. like Proverbs 28. I um, but yeah, so it's, I just, I really think that, that, that brokenness, like it's like a, um, a snowball effect, you know, and mm-hmm. then it, yeah. it creates this environment around us, but you can choose to be in that or you can choose, you know, victory and freedom, like yeah. true freedom, which is like literally like n- anything can be happening, but you are just like we, where we have you're the not strength. Burdened. I mean, it's of course it's like, yeah, you're not burdened and it's so much easier <laughs> like to say yeah. that because I, you know, it's, it's the struggle for me. And I feel like I'm at a point where I like really had to come to God and be like, like what you were saying about not having those words, like not really saying those words, like, oh, I lied to my mom. And like, you know, I, you know, like really being open and honest, like just on your own with the present in the presence of God and like saying those things, because it's not only about like being open and honest with God, but also with yourself. Like when you actually say those things out loud, like you are acknowledging to yourself, you know, like, what the reality is and that you are confronting these things head on and the most strength that you can have is acknowledging where you are weak Mm -hmm. so I love that yeah um yeah and like I think just going back to like repentance and the and the freedom that we have in Christ um I think that there's something to be said too with like the new ageism as well Mm -hmm. like people are out here trying to do like meditation and therapy and this and that and all these like extra things that they think that can really heal them you know like yeah and I think that humans get sucked into this lie that like oh yeah we can heal ourselves like or even like new ageism of like we are God we are a part of God God is everywhere like that all that stuff no that is a total that's, that's where, a- like, I feel like, I mean, I, I still firmly believe, like, everything is, like, ener- like God created everything. Like, God, like, to say God is everywhere, I mean, I think for me, I see it more as, like, because God created everything and God created us in his image. You know what I mean? So, like, mm-hmm. we have, like, we have, we have that direct link with him and having that relationship. You know what I mean? I, but I yeah. see what you're saying and I don't see it on that level. But But it is, like, it is very much, like, a thing of, like, oh, yeah, like you know, the manifestation like type of idea. And I think just denying the fact that God controls, like God is in control and God wins. You know, we don't have mm-hmm. control over outcomes. We have control no. over our, you know I think what I mean, what our I was responses. Just, yeah, yeah, I think sorry, I was just going to say like, 
you know, we can't, we don't have that power to like heal ourselves. We just don't. Yeah. I don't believe that. Um, I think that true healing, um, comes through the blood of Jesus Christ. Um, and I think that a lot of like the, the new ageism stuff creeps in, um, because it sounds like really appealing and good to a lot of Christians, even that, you know, they mm-hmm. could do this like meditation and prayer and blah, blah, blah. But, um, when you're not actually like, <clears throat> when you're not actually going to the cross and like being repentant and laying it all out before Christ, um, like we don't have that power to do anything aside from Christ outside of Christ. We can do nothing. That's what the Bible says. Also, when you were talking about like saying it out loud, Mm -hmm. um, the Bible talks about like how powerful the tongue is and and our words that we say. Mm -hmm. And, um, I think, you know, saying it out loud just brings a whole different like level to it rather than like quietly in your heart. Um, and yeah, I just, I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I will say that like, I have also heard, um, you know, I think the like meditation has been very much like hijacked because like you can sit in solitude and like, like pray and meditate and just be in the presence of God. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's not like, no, the Bible I, so I says like that we need to yeah, meditate on his me- word. I think. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I do do that. Like, I, I mean, I do yeah. like just stare at the page <laughs> and read the same verse over and over and be like, right. Is this really mean. Yeah. Um, or just like closing your eyes, like being in silence, you know, like just mm-hmm. being like in, um, just literally like feeling the, like, existence of the world like it's just it is kind of crazy like especially if you go outside and you like look at the trees and it's just like it really that's when you can see yeah like the presence of god it's just like it's so beautiful and i think we do forget that too like i've really had to remind myself of just like being grateful and like having praise for god like no matter what you know and it is hard he is good he is good he's always needs to be praised yeah yeah Mm -hmm. um Yeah. I mean, I guess I would say that like part of me really feels like we are because we're in direct relationship with God. Like I feel like we, I don't know. I mean, I think we have, it's like, I don't even know how to say it, but I feel like we are, I don't know. Like I understand what you mean about like, oh, we can just heal ourselves without God. I feel like we, we can heal through God, you know, like we Mm -hmm. are healed through God. So it's like this co- co like relationship and it's not just like one without the other you know what I mean yeah and when we actually do receive healing and we are able to turn from our wickedness like that becomes our testimony too because it's like oh like I wasn't able to do this on my own but like Christ allowed me to you know Mm -hmm. like through his mercy and grace like I I've been like called into like higher I don't want to say higher purpose because that's kind of like new agey as well. But no, like but I this like higher just like your call. Uh, yeah, I mean, no, I think people know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like a better mentality and overall just perspective on life is so different when you have Christ. So yeah, I don't know. I I love that like little detour we just did, um, <laughs> but yeah, that kind of all stemmed off of the. Jewish uh, or the war in Israel and the history of Palestine. And um, I guess like, I guess we can kind of just end with um, like how we're like preparing for the next couple weeks or like what you're 
where you are mentally, Sunny, or like what you're looking forward to in terms uh, of like politics or like what you're hoping know. to see. Like I know we had like the um there was like a vote on on the speaker, like that whole speaker mm-hmm. situation happened. Um and then like Steve Scalise got the nomination, I, but then I don't he think has, he did. He has blood cancer. Are he I guess like he got the most votes, no, but he didn't get enough votes to get the speaker yeah position. they did like a closed door which was like to see where everybody was and where they would vote but he didn't get enough vote so yeah it's like i'm kind really of... really hoping it's jim jordan i know same i love jim jordan he's great but again we'll i don't know i mean honestly i part of me is just like knew that things would escalate like this and so i'm yeah. kind of like okay like armor up let's go like let's do this <laughs> thing you know what i mean but at yeah. the same time i'm like i just <laughs> like i don't want i don't i don't want war i don't want us to go to war i don't no. think we should be going to war like i i also think like we give so much not to say like we shouldn't give money to israel i do we don't like we we just give another 200 million dollars to ukraine like you know what i'm yeah. saying like we are just bleeding out so it's like but again like i firmly believe that this is all happening for a reason obviously but yeah. also because like I, people need to wake up and Mm -hmm. you know these things have to take place in order for people to really see the depth of corruption so i don't know if there's i mean i don't can't say that i'm like really looking forward to anything because yeah the world is spiraling out of control absolutely um, faster and faster every day but you know we'll just have to take it day by day yeah well jesus said like these things such things must happen and i just keep playing that over and over in my head like you know, again, when you have Christ, like you have hope and peace for sure, like tenfold more than any anyone else in the world, because the majority of people who don't know Christ are very confused and lost, which is why we need to continue to um, preach the gospel. But um, yes. And then yeah. that phrase was just as water reflects the face. So one human heart reflects another. Mm. So. And I think it reminded me of, you know, when you're talking, like when you're talking about like, really, like I feel like in relationships, it's like very often like you are a mirror to that other person, you know, like Mm -hmm. especially things that you struggle with. It's like, it's a mirror. Like it may seem like it's coming from a different angle or something, but that's why it's like, oh, like it's really important to like look within like, oh, okay, where did that come from? You know? Yes. But that was from Proverbs 27. So. Oh, okay. It's also kind of like um, when you have like a friend and you can like relate to them you know like mm-hmm. we humans are so relational and so when yeah. we share our heart like it will be received because it's just like oh yeah like I'm human like I have those same thoughts and feelings yeah. as well you know totally that's cool um yeah. well anything well, awesome. else you want to share or discuss I don't think so I mean yeah I mean, we'll have to see where it goes and- yeah closing remarks would be just to continue to live in peace as much as you mm-hmm. can and um you know stay stay alert for sure and keep yeah. watching the news like out and I keep like looking up news in like Jerusalem um just to stay in the loop but yeah. it's I mean more than anything I'm not scared at all I'm fine I'm so like at peace with everything yeah. um I'm we excited in a way. I'm excited a little bit. I know. Like, That's I what I'm saying. I'm like, I'm like, okay. I feel like, but I think that things are going to really start like shaking 
and shifting and i'm just i'm here for it i'm ready so just anyway. stay away from large crowds <laughs> yeah stay away from large crowds on friday but anyway um, all days. but yeah. anyways yeah okay cool well hats off to another great one <laughs> yes and thank you all for joining yeah okay. we'll see you guys soon